Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's been almost a decade since the biggest reform of the American healthcare system in recent times, the Affordable Care Act. The law set off a change of how we pay for healthcare with the goal of increasing value value of patient outcomes instead of just paying for each doctor's visit or lab test. On this special episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we'll explore how the shift is going. It's Monday, September 30th, and I'm Alex Olgan with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. Just Healthcare put the question of how the American health system is doing transitioning to value to Dr. Farzad Mostashari. He co-founded Alidaid and is the CEO of the company that helps practices join accountable care organizations. These ACOs were established as part of the Affordable Care Act, and the idea is that doctors, hospitals, and other types of clinicians would work together to provide care and would get paid based on patient outcomes. If they saved money, they would get to keep some of those savings, and the government or insurance companies would also get to keep some of the savings. Mostashari's company has been helping practices shift to value for five years. We try to make it uh, the easy button. The first is you have to have um, a contract. You have to have a value-based contract, and you have to have enough lives and a risk pool to be able to take risk. So that's the first part of what we do is we actually create uh, accountable care organizations and go out and recruit members uh, into those who are like-minded practices who can uh, work together. The second piece is the data and technology piece. So we build interfaces to the EHRs and claims and lab and uh, scheduling and all that kind of <laughs> interoperability stuff, uh, bring all the data together and then create actions uh, within a workflow tool that is that we built ourselves, our proprietary uh, uh, pop health workflow tool. And then the third piece of it is the hands-on uh, at the elbow, uh, help at change management and the what we call practice transformation. How do you measure progress, or how do you, how do you recommend we measure progress on this transition to value? Sort of like what metrics and milestones should we be evaluating to see if we've gotten there? Uh, it's a little bit like the journey from um, from paper to electronic health records. Uh, the first step was where we spent a lot of time talking about whether EHRs were better than paper, right? And then at some point, it's like, that's not the question anymore. The question is, how do we make the EHRs better? And how do we make them what they can be? Uh, I think at some point soon, we're going to be past that. And we're going to say, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to be value-based care. Now, which models are going to work best? And how do we iterate? And how do we improve on those models? 
uh, yeah, of all the different models we've tried so far, the one that has not just spread the most, but had the best evidence behind it is accountable care organizations. And within accountable care organizations, the one that's got the, those who have to be been most successful have been the physician-led models. So I think we have to keep pushing and keep iterating uh, on, on the models. And how long do you think, like once a practice or on a larger scale, you know, a health system transition to value, how long until you think you start to see the benefits of that? What's a fair time to measure that? This is at least a three-year journey before you will see the, the full benefits. I think there's a, a function of um, initially you actually spend more on primary care and it takes time. For those, for those pneumonia shots, for those uh, advanced care planning, for those uh, care transitions to begin to, to bear fruit. And what we typically see actually is more payments to primary care in the first year, which is a good thing, right? We want to pay more for primary care. It doesn't increase the total cost of care. A second year and third year build on themselves. You start to, you know, be able to, the, the tree starts to, to bear fruit and it builds on itself. Um, and there's a patient education component to this too, where, you know, the person goes to the ER the first time, um, then they get a phone call from the primary care practice who says, oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> the patient's like, wait, what? That's never happened before. <laughs> uh, you care that I went to the ER? Yes, of course we care. Did you know that we have extended office hours? Did you know that you could come in the same day? Or did you know that we have this phone? Oh, I didn't know that. And then the next time, uh, the patient's more likely to come into the primary care office instead of going to the emergency room. And when do you think the consumers are going to start to, or the patients are going to start to see the benefits? When I say see the benefits, I don't mean in their physical health. I mean in when, when their cost of care goes down. The, that's the big question mark, right? I think for many, um, many folks who now have higher and higher on the commercial side, uh, higher and higher co-pays and deductibles, uh, there's a direct relationship uh, between savings for the plan and savings for uh, the member. Um, and so it's actually in some ways much easier to do side of service, for example, changes when the facility fee <laughs> that you're not paying uh, helps the patient more directly. Uh, but as you know, in Medicaid and, and, and in 80% of Medicare patients, they're shielded from, uh, from those with MedSup uh, or Medicaid or other. Uh, insurance program. So there's less of a direct uh, impact on on the patient's uh, pocketbook. The impact is more around the, you know, <laughs> the, your, your primary care doc is more accessible to you. They're more informed. They know what's going on with you better and they care and they'll call you after you go to the emergency room. That was Dr. Farzad Mostashari, co-founder and CEO of Alidaid. Tomorrow, we'll hear more from my conversation with him about the incentives for shifting to value-based care and which kinds of healthcare organizations are benefiting the most. Taking a look back at news from Friday... Journalists who want access to Medicare Advantage audits are taking legal action. Kaiser Health News filed a lawsuit against the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to release Medicare Advantage audits. CMS has said that these audits showed the private health plans operating in the program had been overbilling the government. The agency estimates it was overbilled more than $600 million. KHN had requested the audits from 2011 through 2013. About a third of the 64 million seniors on Medicare have Medicare Advantage plans.
Coming up this week in Healthcare News Wednesday, October 2nd, a hearing is scheduled in federal court on an update to the so-called public charge rule. The Trump administration expanded the factors used to deny an immigrant a green card to include certain types of medical care. The new rule would count non-emergency Medicaid as a strike against an applicant. It would also add up the total amount of time an applicant used Medicaid. And if it was more than a year, the government would consider that a heavily weighted negative factor. Advocates fear this will discourage immigrants from getting necessary medical care. The rule is set to go into effect October 15th. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. Check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.